0: The Favorites podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone with great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I'm Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. It is Thursday. I am joined by my co-host, professional better, BFF compadre, companion, compatriot, all the good stuff. Mr. Simon Hunter. My man. What's up, brother? We got a lot to do today. We're gonna do sharp calls. We're gonna nail down our final five or get close to it. Money line parlay. Big balls, uh, bet of the week. I got a DM, someone making a very specific request for a big balls sort of tweak, which I actually liked. I'll challenge you on that.
1: He wanted to come in and tweak our big balls. It's always welcome. So thank you, everyone.
0: Our balls are available for tweaking. I guess that's what Matt Mitchell was saying. And we'll talk about Survivor. You uh, slacked me and Matt Mitchell last night. You know, you have talked all season long about you're making three or four big plays every year and that you have settled on one for this week. And so we're going to talk about that as well. Before we do that, before we do that, also, I got to remind people, we we asked you, we asked for this. We asked you to give us hypercritical five-star reviews. Say anything you want to say in the review. Be as mean as you want. We can take it. But it had to be five stars. You delivered. So uh, at the end of the show, we will summarize some of the meanest reviews. A lot of these I, I mentioned on Tuesday will go towards uh, Simon's year-end review, which he just learned he's going to get. The winner, the winner's is going to get some swag from Matt Mitchell, uh, but we'll talk about that at the end of the show. First, let's get to some sharp calls. Sharp calls.
1: Hello. Who's there? I'm talking.
0: Saying, baby, what you this is when we review from the Tuesday show the calls Simon was getting this week from professional betters who were critiquing or supporting some of the some of the uh, picks and conversations and analysis that we had. Simon, take it away.
2: I would say I got a lot of calls about the Chargers, which again, we'll touch on in a little bit. No surprise there. It's a standalone game. It's a dog. It's a home dog. So yeah, again, we'll dive into that one. The guys love Pittsburgh. We talked about that. I, I kind of was a little scared. I thought that was kind of a public play this week, but multiple pros. They love Pittsburgh. Talked to multiple pros. They love the Eagles. That's another one we gave out. I think we gave out four, four and a half. To seven now. Yeah, seeing sevens now. It was the same exact thing. I kind of got the early word. And we talked on the show. There was a COVID outbreak there. And we heard it was a bunch of D linemen. It's kind of simple. Eagles, they want to run the ball. Now we have a team that is out a bunch of starters on their D line. So I would say the... A lot of money came in heavy on the Eagles, um, professional money, and that's what everyone was just calling me about. They were just saying, like, are you able to get fours anywhere? And that's what we we're pretty much looking for. A lot of these calls are guys are looking for best lines. and They're saying if I can make bets in Jersey for them because New Jersey is kind of have been, I don't want to say the best state of all the, the states for sports betting, but it really is. We have 20 books, all different lines. A lot of online books, not just in-person sports books. So I feel like I'm like the main middleman now. I'm getting reached out to to have my runners make bets for people. Just because you get a lot of better options here, especially in Vegas, where you know, give or take, there might be six or seven books, and a lot of those books just run the same lines, and they might run you know minus one fifteen, minus one twenty. It adds up the vig. So a lot of these pros are looking for minus one hundred five, just straight you know even pick. So. I would say the Eagles one was a big one. I got a lot of calls about. And then the Broncos. We were on that one early. We gave it out at minus one and a half. I think it's up to three, minus two and a half in a lot of books. I can I can still see it going up. I Plenty of pros I've talked to, they're, they're laying into that one. I know one pro, that's one of his bigger bets of the year. So no, nothing's changing that angle. Still have love for that, that uh, Denver Broncos bet. I would say the biggest pushback I got, it's not that surprising. My Colts love. I love the Colts. Still, nothing's changed there, but I know a couple of pros, they're coming in pretty heavy on um, that Patriots team. The fact the line hasn't moved honestly makes me feel even better about my Colts position. It's just sitting there two and a half, even though all this money keeps coming on the Patriots. Uh, I guarantee you everyone's gonna have them in teasers. Everyone's teasing that up to eight and a half. So the, the bookmakers, I think I'm gonna be on the right side. They're gonna need the Colts come Saturday night.
0: You're right about the Broncos. That one is steaming. Uh, it's at minus two and a half at a bunch of books, but you're going to pay extra juice.
2: We saw that coming.
0: Yeah, we saw that coming. Let's see. So that's a two and a half. The Eagles are at seven. Um, the Steelers are at plus one and a half right now. Uh, so that's still a pretty good number. So a good opportunity to get the Steelers as an underdog there. Let's talk about the Chargers and the Chiefs. Normally, we're not going to spend a lot of time. Quick, on in- What's up? Got the gift. Oh my God. Simon right now is holding up a signed Chicago Bears helmet. Everybody knows I love the Bears. Everybody knows Simon loves the Eagles. The truth is that the best quarterback on the Bears might be Nick Foles. And Nick Foles, of course, led the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Dave Eck from the Chicago Bears, who listens to the show, sent me a signed Bears helmet signed by Nick Foles, knowing that Simon would have to display it because of how much he loves Nick Foles.
2: Truly an honor. Just to be in the presence of that man's signature. It's an honor.
0: Amazing. <laughs> totally amazing. I love it. Uh, well done. I thought it, was, I thought it was an evil genius move.
2: No, that was a great gift. Great gift.
0: All right. So let's talk about the Chargers and the Chiefs. You slacked me and Matt Mitchell last night saying Chargers plus three and a half was going to be one of your biggest bets of the year.
2: Yep. Gave that out. I would say I got done the show. Um, made a couple phone calls cause I, I was just a little unsure with my chargers love. Basically when I have, when I have six points, a difference in the bookmakers it's, it's red alarms to myself being like, what am I not seeing? I got to make sure I'm talking to the professionals, making sure they're seeing the same thing. So when I make this line chargers minus three and it's all the way up to four, which is seven points of difference. I tried to, I played it cool on the show, but it was definitely one of those that was going to be one I knew it was going to be one of my bigger bets, um, of the week maybe of the season. So I basically reached out to a couple pros. They came in heavy as well with me on this uh, chargers at number, at the four number. And my clients, when I sent out to get approved, I think I, I might've messaged you an hour afterwards and it already moved all the way down from four to three. And my advice to you was, listen, these guys are going to bet this, but now it's going to be done. So no one's going to be touching this until Thursday night. Let the public come in Thursday morning. They'll bet it back up to three and a half. And I told you you'd be able to get a three and a half. Sure enough, we're seeing three and a half at BetMGM, seeing a three and a half at DraftKings. Nothing's changed. I I, I make this number what it is because I think the Chargers are a better team. And it's scary making one of my bigger bets of the year, and especially I'm already three and one on my big bets. I, I really don't honestly need this, but it's kind of one of those where I, I just feel like the opportunity is too good not to take. And if I can finish year four and one on big bets, it's a great year. Three and two, like that's a good year, but I, I really want that four and one record. So, what I'm looking at, I'm, I'm I'm trying to be patient with when I pick my spots. And in an island game like this is, it's kind of giving me the same vibes as I had with the Rams and the Cardinals. It's a standalone game. The public's going to come in really heavy on one side. The professionals come on the other side. But the money is going to be so skewed towards this Chiefs team. All money line parlays. Everyone for their weekends being set up through this Chiefs game. So just looking at it, it was um, – it's one of those where I'm nervous because of all the COVID stuff like you just talked about. This is a bad week to make a big bet because literally before game time, all of a sudden three starters could be out for this, car, this Chargers team. And What am I going to do? I can't buy it on my position, but I, I just think the number is so good, and especially at three and a half, which like we just talked about, it's back to three and a half that it's a big deal, this game tonight. I barely slept any at all last night, and uh, I don't know. We have like some cocktail party tonight. I might get drunk at it. We'll see.
0: Oh, we have a big cocktail party tonight, the Action Network cocktail and karaoke event. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited yeah. about it.
2: Yep. I picked um, out the song Little Wayne um, for karaoke. I think the company's really going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, That's we'll Little Wayne. We'll put that in your year end review as well. <laughs> um, what do you think? Like right now, in some places, you can get the Chargers three and a half minus 110. Some places, you can only get them three and a half with increased juice minus 115 do you wait like do you think that money's the the bets are going to continue to come in on the chiefs and you're going to get a better juice on this or what what do you think you do
2: i believe it's 90 percent of the money of all football games is bet the hour before kickoff so the public the i i feel like they have come in on the chiefs but this is this is the right this is when they're going to come in on them so if, if you still don't have the three and a half at your book that you use, I would just keep waiting. I don't really buy points, but if you get up to four and it's minus 125, minus 120, I would do that too, just because I'm betting such a large amount of money. If someone's following me on that, I, I just, I play as safe as I can. Obviously, I have a little bit, obviously bet on the Chargers money line and different things like that. But as far as six figures go, that's just going to be on the spread. So looking at this, um... Yeah, if you can get minus 110 plus three and a half, of course, you jump on that. I mean, even minus 115 is not terrible, but the key is a three and a half. Mathematically, it's very likely to land on three or two.
0: Shouldn't we be making this one of our, What what is the line in our contest?
2: I mean, it doesn't even matter. If it was three, it'll be in there. So it's in there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, buddy.
0: All right. So this is definitely one of our top five. We're saying it now. Chargers plus whatever. Yeah, if you feel that, that little
2: pit box. in your stomach, you're just like, I don't like this. I don't like that feeling. That's why you make this bet. It's it, it's it's a again, it's a pros line. It's everyone in the world is going to be on that Chiefs number. The Chiefs have won what six, seven straight games. They've been covering big numbers. Please, people, it's rare. Where I think I'm getting six to seven points of
0: value on one side. I got to tell you, I'm just not bothered by it right now. <laughs> cool as a cucumber cool as a cucumber we've been seeing this all year the chiefs are overvalued now the chiefs are coming off of a huge win uh people are thinking the chiefs are back why wouldn't i take this island games of the public are on it's nice to fade that's what i'm thinking i'm just gonna go for it all right so another game that you love that we talked about i think you're getting a little put a little bit of pushback on colts minus two and a half i love the colts here too i did a little bit more research after we had our conversation Colts, overall rushing game, number one in the NFL, uh, number two in the NFL, behind the Eagles. Yards per carry, number one in the NFL. The Patriots rushing defense, bottom third. So And look at who know, they played. Yeah, and look who they played. So you're talking about an offensive line in the Colts that is super healthy against a defensive line in the Patriots that is overvalued because of who they've played. This line opened at one, it's now up to two and a half, even though all the tickets are coming in on the Patriots. I, I'm struggling to see what the wise guy buddies of yours are, uh, are seeing there.
2: So when I sent in my big bet on the charges, I was sent sending the Colts. I wanted to make that one of my big bets and I got rejected. So immediately I got really, yeah. For my own group. Again, it's, I get a lot of shit talking about my lack of respect for the Patriots all the time by guys I work with. And they're not even like, it's not like they're Bostonians. They're just like, like, you don't get it with Bill. You don't get it. And it's like, I fucking get it guy. Like I get it. It's just, I'm trying to fade a rookie quarterback here and he keeps biting me in the ass. Cause he's playing out of this world. But like you just said on paper, I believe the Patriots give the most explosive runs all season. We've seen it with this Colts team. Taylor's one of the most explosive runners in all football. It, he I believe he leads the league and it's not even close of so broken tackles and yards after contact. That's the perfect setup for this Patriots team. And Again, Patriots have been great against the pass and the rush, like, but against the run, they leave big holes up that middle because that that kind of style where they're kind of coming off really heavy off the end. So, like you just touched on it, the the running thing is a big deal to me, and it's also a big deal to me. I told you, t- just going against Mac on the road as a rookie, I'm getting under three points with a home team here. The Browns burned us last week with it. That that was um, that's one of those that we talked about why two and a half has become so important. These missed extra points, little things like that. It can't happen again. That's just it, that we we can't just let that dictate it. I still think we're getting a good number. Long it's under three. I still believe three is a key number. So to me, two and a half. That's automatic. play.
0: I feel really strongly about this one. I agree with you a hundred percent. To me, there's no way this doesn't go in the contest unless there's some massive COVID issues that happen on Sunday morning.
2: Hundred percent. It's an interesting game where, like, I, we haven't really touched on futures. I guess it's because, like, we have a lot of jam packing our different shows this is like a crazy future decider in this division. It, it really is interesting. If the, if the Patriots win this, it's hard not to see them taking that AFC. But if you're like me and you like the bills to still steal the AFC East, it's a, it's a sneaky bet to make um, on the bills team right now. Cause I could see them dropping this game again, go look at new England schedule. It, it gets tough coming up here. They They don't finish with just a layup schedule. They already played the jets twice. So we know they got Miami left. They got the bills left. It's, this is a big one. So to me, I'm, I'm doubling down on that. I'm taking the Bills when they AFC East, and I'm going to be taking uh, the Colts on the spot.
0: I like how you're scanning the market, looking for opportunities, seeing how you can basically bundle, bundle the opportunities. We had loved the Eagles the other day. If their number in the contest, which usually locks on Tuesday or Wednesday, is four and a half, what is it right now? It
2: will be um, interesting seeing what they make that line. Let's see what the Eagles are. It is six and a half. So we probably have to lock that one in and the chargers are three and a half, which is nice.
0: Isn't it funny how last week we felt so bad about every game this week. We're so overconfident that it's either going to lead to a five and zero week or an o and five. week.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be down, down a hard, but it, it felt, I smelt it last week that we talked about all the time. I just felt like a public week and it was scaring me off. I just didn't like the way the lines were moving the way different games were kind of looking
0: the Eagles are seven everywhere else. You're right. Like the only reason I'm not thinking about the Eagles right now is because I know they were at four and a half earlier in the week. Yeah. It's in reality, seven is probably still a good number.
2: Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm going to try to get scared off. The fact that we have six and a half makes it way easier to put into our contest. But if I was a better, I would still take it at seven. I just want to be betting as much as I was going to when I was down at four and a half five. Yeah.
0: Uh Okay, so the other game that was discussed by us and by your friends, uh, the Sharp callers, um, the Steelers, plus two. Uh, I don't know what it is in the contest, but this is one of those games that is bubbling up, that has a lot of people talking about it. It's a pro-Joe game. Majority of the bets are on the Titans. Majority of the money is on the Steelers. Um, feels like it. like this Titans team, what have they done? They scored... 20 points and let the jags stay in it the entire game. They scored 13 against Houston and lost. They scored 13 against New England. This is this is not an offense without Derrick Henry, with no AJ Brown, Julio Jones, you know, inconsistent in his ability to stay on the field. Their their skill positions, they're just playing at like second and third string depth right now. Um Steelers at home as a dog and a must-win?
2: Coming off a loss and extended rest, I mean, it's there's too, many, there's too many signals not to take it. Again, people think we hate on Tennessee a lot. I honestly think Variable has been one of the Coach of the Year candidates this year. What he's done with that team, all the injuries they face and they keep producing, coming in there when the worst-ranked defense is in. This year, they've been way above what I thought they were going to be on defense. So, this isn't so much I'm trying to shit on Tennessee – it's just all the different little matchups that really go towards this Pittsburgh team. They're way better on defense, especially sh- they're going to be able to like, match up-wise. All you have to have is two guys, Shadow and Julio, and the rest of that defense is going to be kind of, again, Watts back too. The rest of that defense is going to cover that field where there isn't any other explosive players you have to really worry about on the Tennessee team. So we're getting a team that it's a little overinflated. Like this line, to me, should have been minus one to Pittsburgh, just giving them the respect at home. The fact that we were again two, still at one and a half in most books, love the value. Um, the The biggest determining factor in this game is going to be defenses. We've uh, seen Tennessee have certain games where they really dominated some teams. Like, again, that Chiefs game, Chiefs scored, what, three points against them? could say that says more about the Chiefs team, but I went back and watched that film. Tennessee, they got playmakers. They got guys that make plays. But they're also stupid. So that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a team that's young, inconsistent, to make mistakes against a veteran quarterback in Roethlisberger and all the weapons he has around them. And like you just touched on, Tomlin at home as a dog, coming off a loss as well. I know that really, that's a big trend too, with Tomlin as a dog coming off a loss at home. I wonder what
0: Mike Tomlin is going to say about that. Bring y'all a game today. You ain't new to this no more now. You know what I mean? My kids want to have a good Christmas. We have to do it. Even if we
2: lose this bet, everything we're doing, all the numbers, everything points to you have to kind of make this bet. So it, it is one of those. I had a little bit of pause because I liked it so much coming in. The fact that I got reinsurance from other pros, it makes me love it even more. So I'll, I'll I'll definitely be on this Pittsburgh team.
0: I mean, we've already got four games that we love and a couple of them were not even games that we were targeting on Tuesday. So it's going to be really interesting for the rest of the show. Yeah, probably notice. like seven games
2: this week yeah. that I like, like legit love.
0: Well, one more game that we didn't really talk about on Tuesday, or that we did, but I want to revisit, is the Texans as underdogs on the road at the Jags. Do we reconsider this without Urban Meyer? Does the Jags team play reinvigorated? Are they feeling like they are out from under the thumb of their evil their evil overlord?
2: Yeah, do you have anyone you look up to in life? Other than you? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I think Urban Meyer is starting to become one of my role models. This man came in, did absolutely nothing, was an asshole to everyone he came across. I mean, just a huge piece of shit. I saw that he got paid $50 million to get fired from that job right now. He'll get fired for cause, though, because he kicked Lambeau. So the, the lawyers will get him. <laughs> he'll,
1: get, he'll get something, but he won't get the whole 50.
2: I hope you're right, because if I was a Jags fan, I'd just be like, what the fuck are we doing here? How is this man walking away with all that money? So I'm glad you said that, because I saw that. I'm like, this guy's really getting paid $50 Because to me, him and Gruden, two of the greatest thieves in American history. I mean, Gruden got paid $100 million to get his ass kicked every year and, and come back and coach. So I told you my whole reason for liking that Jags team. Um, I Not that I had whispers of him getting fired, but I had whispers of, you know, something something might be happening with that team. I wish I would have bet it, though, because I just didn't believe it. I I really thought they were going to let him finish out the year because of everything he'd done. And it's hilarious, that story of him kicking their ex-kicker in preseason is what kind of pushed it over the edge. But, yeah, nothing's changed. I think um, the public I knew was going to come in heavy on Houston. That was my whole reason for liking the Jags. Even before Urban was fired, the number was growing. I think it had gone up to three and a half, four, even before he was fired. So the pros came in on it. Now it's up to five and a half and a lot of offshore books that are really respected by a lot of professionals. That's like a clear indicator that everyone thinks what we always think. A, t- a team hates their coach. Like, remember we bet the the uh, Vegas who they played? Do you remember Chad the week after they got he got fired? Yeah, yeah. Jordan. We love them that week, right? And it's just, it feels like the same thing here. Like everyone's going to rally around hating this guy. So I don't know what number we'll get in the contest or if this will be one of our five. But nothing's changed. I'll still be betting it. It's a fun bet. Like we love. We love betting on teams after they fire a coach that everyone hates. And I feel like everyone hates Urban Meyer. Even even like the ex like the players coming out and talking about him after he's gone, nothing but the stain. So this man just
0: was not liked by that team. It's always interesting, also, to bet the team right after the coach is fired. I think that's always a good opportunity. Um, Stuckey actually did a great story about this. Yeah. We should people should just Google Action Network, Stucky, NFL coaches fired. And you will get a great story from Stucky about how teams perform in the first game after their coach is fired, or there's a midseason or coaching change. Another game on our list, I'm going in order here. We liked the Panthers at the Bills plus 10. You said we should wait. And sure enough, the line has moved up. Here's what's interesting to me. The total on this game is about 44. It's a pretty low total for a number that has such a high spread. And the majority of the money, meaning the wise guy money, the professional money, is coming in on the under. To me, there's a correlation there. There's a correlation between betting the under at 44, 44 and a half, and then betting the Panthers at plus 11, given the circumstances around these teams. Josh Allen on a walking boot, bad weather in Buffalo, the Panthers knowing that they're only going to run the ball. Feels like a pretty good spot for the Panthers.
2: And we like that everyone's left them for dead. <laughs> no, no one's betting Carolina. No one wants to bet Cam. So coming in, I did really like it, but I don't think it'll be one of my top five now. Still love what everything you said, but man, that feeling of we're down 14, we have Cam and now Cam has to throw the ball and we know a pick six is coming. It's just, it's just not one I want to experience for our fans here. So um, still love it. Still think it's a good, smart pro number. Uh, I would take it in my pick pools, but I don't know if I'll make it one of our best five.
0: Broncos, we discussed. We still love the Broncos. We love the Broncos at minus two and a half.
2: Yeah, we. I mean, again, we think there's more going on with Burrow's injury than it's been let on. He didn't play well for about three quarters of that game against the 49ers, and he did try as hard as he could to backdoor him. A lot of that went down to the refs and chase. I mean, I I don't know how to feel about this Bengals team. So I know it's a make or break week for them. The fact the line moved against them, it it makes me even trust my numbers early on even more where we we just thought Denver was a good side. The fact, the professionals came in so heavy and bet this all the way up to a key number of three, two and a half. Uh, I love Denver. I know the public are going to come in on this dog with Cincy. I get it. You're getting points with a team that feels like kind of a coin flip kind of game. But to me, this should be, you know, more minus four for Denver than it is. So I, I still think we're getting a good number here with this Denver team.
0: Jesus Christ. We've already written down six games that we love.
2: Yeah. I told you I had like seven, I legit you had seven games. I really like yeah,
0: this is, uh, this is insane. All right. Another one Tuesday. <laughs> <DJ Khaled. laughs> Tuesday, we loved the Falcons at plus eight and a half. It's now up to nine and a half.
2: We might, we might be the only ones betting this. I didn't really hear that many pro, pros like this number. Like I do. I just Shanahan is a huge favorite at home. We always fade this position. Always works out for us. I mean, one that really jumped out to me. I think maybe just because I'm an Eagles fan, but the Eagles were doing terrible. Right, they were on a big slide. Um, everyone was kind of down on Carson Wentz. Just did not look right. They had Nick Mullins as a starting quarterback of the 49ers, and the Books had the audacity to make them minus eight at home against the Eagles with Nick Mullins as a starting quarterback. I think the Eagles end up winning that game by over a touchdown against this this 49ers team. So, just going off. The overinflation of this line, the fact that publics come keep coming in on this number and they keep betting it up even more. Nothing's changed here. Love Atlanta. Love them to beat this 49ers team. We talked about it. It was maybe two, three years ago, the Super Bowl run the 49ers had. The only team they lost to at home that year was the Atlanta Falcons. And they were even worse that year, the Atlanta Falcons, this team. Matchup on paper, I think a lot of excuse towards this 49ers team. On the defensive side, the Atlanta just does not have the pieces in the secondary to really shut down Jimmy G. But luckily up front, they've had pass rush and they've had a lot of good pressure. And we see Jimmy G is not good against pressure. So this is gonna be a sloppy turnover kind of battle with you know we're gonna need a little bit of luck to cover this number, but I also think we have a chance of winning this game winning outright. For all the big dogs this week, this is the only one I really seen having a chance at winning outright. So I'm still gonna be on Atlanta, still take that number. It's just scary. The line, the numbers moving against us, but I know that. That means no pro money's coming on our side, and that's always scary when we're just on an island in that way.
0: I think we got plenty of options for our final five. I don't know that we need to add it, even though even though it is my scoot roulette pick. Yeah, that's tough. You're on the Colts minus two and a half. I'm on the Falcons plus eight and a half. Or I'll take whatever, wherever the number lands. Yeah. Here's another interesting one. On Tuesday, Seattle was the Simon Says pick. A second Simon Says pick. The first Simon Says pick was Atlanta plus eight and a half. So people aren't getting the best of the number on that Simon Says pick and they're not getting the best of the number on a Simon Says uh, the sequel because the Seahawks on Tuesday were at plus seven. Now they're a plus four and a half. And this is another pro Joe. Fifty eight percent of the money on the Seahawks, 72 percent on the Rams.
2: Yeah, nothing's changed. We talked about that That was a crazy overinflated line in a divisional rivalry matchup. Uh, Four and a
0: half. Would you still bet
2: it? Still would bet it. So, I mean, I'd still take it. It just, it just sucks giving that out. Cause it's like, we lost a lot of that value. I mean, yeah. That's, that's big two, two and a half points moved through two different key numbers as well. Now that hurts. So I, I I'm still on the Seahawks. But that, that might be a reason why it's not one of our fives. It's, it's moved so much. We're losing
0: a lot of the value taken at this number, but. It depends still, on what it's at in the contest though.
2: Yeah, that's true. I still think this number should be close to a three and a half. So, if you're just a better out there, I still think you're getting a good number, the Seahawks team. It, this is going to be a tough battle for both teams. We talked about Rams are overinflated just because they won a primetime game. I, I, again, now I'm talking about, like thinking about, talking about maybe this could be one of our five, depending on what the number is in the contest. But yeah, it, it's just tough taking out four and a half when it was seven.
0: If you said to me on a Thursday, I got this number at three, I've got this power rated at three, three and a half. And I've got a one and a half point advantage on the underdog. I wouldn't be thinking about the opportunity cost lost from the Seahawks at plus seven. I'd only be thinking I'm still getting a point and a half. And I would like, I'd hit the go button immediately. Yeah.
2: Like I'm really good at what I do. These bookmakers are a million times better. So that's the scary part where when it lands at six, you're like, oh, fuck. That's why they hung at seven when it first opened. That was why the pros bet it at seven because the number should have been six. So That's always the scariest part with betting these kind of numbers is um, there's a reason they hung it that high. I'm just hoping my initial reads, right, that they bumped it away up there just because of the primetime win for this Rams team.
0: Saints-Bucks, we love the Saints
2: at plus 11. I'm going to pass. I want to take the Saints, but the more I read about it, the more I look at it, this might be a sharp trap that I'm walking right into. feels a little too good to be true. Like the sports books are being really nice, so it's giving us this kind of number maybe talk to two other professional groups on the Saints, too. They think we've gotten all we could get out of this Saints run. Again, they're, I believe, four and five the last two years against this Buccaneers team. The one loss is in the playoffs last year. So, again, they're three and one or four and one against Brady since he's been on the – or, no, three and one against Brady, Um, the one-win game last year in the playoffs. So, the Saints have played well. They've matched up well against this Buccaneers team. This just doesn't – they just had too much stuff going on. That's going to catch up to them in their, this game, in my opinion, like Taysom Hill, kind of a run forced quarterback. We know that with the finger injury as well, that really puts them in a bind where they're going to need to have to try to run the ball against this Buccaneers front that I just can't trust that. I cannot trust them running against this team. You need to beat the Bucks by passing. That's not what the saints do well right now. So I'll bet the saints, but this is probably going to be my low, like five figures kind of bet. I, I doubt I cross in the, you know, 10 K on this kind of game. It's um. It's there's too much unknown with it to, for me to really put a lot of money on it anymore.
0: I won't do I won't do a dime more than fifty k. <laughs> I wouldn't either. So, can we talk about the Bears for a second? Uh, now that you're in the fold, now that you've got Bears paraphernalia, now that you love them uh, as much as I do, and they're your second favorite team, Bears plus three and a half, plus four against the Vikings, a Vikings team that only plays one possession games, always plays down to their opponent. You can almost guarantee whatever they do in the first half, they'll do the opposite in the second half. Money coming in on the Bears, bets coming in on the Vikings. We've got six games that we're talking about right now that we really like for the contest. The Bears going to be in play for us on Sunday. Are the Bears a team to bet right now?
2: Of course. You you knew we were going to love that number. Uh, We talked on Tuesday about it. it's such an again, once again, it's another pros versus Joe's kind of game. Obviously, I wish all these dogs would cash for people, uh, in these primetime slots, but that's just so one of these guys are going to drop. So I, I don't, I'm probably walking into it taking all these home dogs, and I, I hate betting Matt Nagy. So that's the only thing, Paul, for me, not putting this in. This the main reason would be just because of Nagy. Um, he's burned me taking the Bears as a dog more than any other coach, I believe, in NFL history. This guy. Every time I take the Bears as a dog, he doesn't cover. I mean, it's it's a talent, honestly. Um, I wish I could fade them, but they just keep getting such value, this Bears team, because they're not as bad as they looked. Again, Robert Quinn, he's three sacks away from breaking your guys' sack record. No one even knows that because the Bears have just been that bad this year. No one even cares. They're just like, oh, they just sucked all year. So I don't know. I have to take the Bears just on the simple fact that the Vikings always play down the competition. They play games close. They're sucking me with three and a half hook. I know. I know what they're doing. They're giving me a little trap there. So, yeah, I'll bet it. But I probably won't make it one of our five because I just feel terrible having people bet on these shit teams and losing money in like such bad spots.
0: Look, we didn't do a um our big balls better than we. We ran. Oh, through- sorry. I meant
2: I, I should have said Chargers.
0: Oh, Chargers. All right. Well, listen, we had a request. what's this guy's recommendation? We had a request from jeep glide a dm from jeep glide sounds trustworthy well you know by the way i found you on twitter (laughs) i think that most people who reach out on twitter through their dms are pretty genuine like they they either have a really good criticism but they say it in a way where they want to be constructive because they're invested in the show or they're fans of yours or whatever the case may be it's like the people who just at you in their mentions. You suck, you call yourself a professional, you're an asshole. Those are my favorite those, ones. Those are the people like I don't pay attention to. Jeep glide He wonders if we can do the money line, uh, the big ball bet of the week should be a money line underdog. And in this case, it is, it's the Chargers, like, but you don't like them as the big balls bet of the week just on the money line. You like them at plus three and a half.
2: No, nah, I mean the money money line is supposed to just be a little percentage of your bankroll you're giving yourself a ton of risk taking money lines that's why they're giving you such nice plus numbers that's why i like doing money line around robins i like his idea and his concept but the whole point of the big balls bet is people just be taking these ugly spread numbers so that's kind of like my goal when i first started like came on your show is just i want people to take ugly dogs that's how you win good money you take ugly dog money lines as well so our money line around robin's are already ugly enough that already takes big balls to make regardless
0: all right. Well, big balls. better of the week is going to be the Chargers plus three and a half. We are riding big numbers with that. We're going to get to your five star hypercritical reviews. Let's. Uh, How talk do we about, agree
2: to this? What is happening?
0: Look, we take the we take the the feedback seriously. It's why we asked for the hypercritical reviews. It's why when the guy came in and said, "I don't like when you say love you at the end," we talked about it. We voted on it. We decided to keep doing it. We're invested just like you are. What's our money line parlay? It's like, is it is it a is it a seven team money line parlay? My dog likes your dog.
2: Your dog likes my dog. I mean, obviously, got to throw Chargers in there. Yep. We would have liked Las Vegas. It was, it was plus three when we did the show on Tuesday. Now that's gone. They're the favorite. Kind of makes me want to take the Browns now but uh, it's not enough value to even throw in this money line parlays so we'll just leave them out just cuz they're not going to really change that number enough for us to make any like real dent chargers love it pittsburgh love it seahawks love it atlanta i'm about it this fifth one people might get upset cuz we're going against ourselves with it i'm still on green bay but the ravens as a home dog you're you're getting a you're getting a good number at this point if it's lamar and you're doing this on sunday i'd put this one in gonna do it just because you're throwing the chargers in tonight i'd probably leave it out and i would just throw in the bears i know chad he probably believes they have no shot of winning i'm right there with him we've seen it the vikings though they when they have wins when they come off wins they have letdowns the following games and they just play so sloppy it's um it's too many points in that matchup so to me that's a nice little icing on the cake taking that the the bears to end it on Monday night and you can hedge out. That's why I like doing primetime games, taking these big dogs. It's an easy spot to hedge. So it's a,
0: it's a great way to ruin your Monday night week watching <laughs> the Bears ruin your money line round robin parlay. That's fine. Monday night. What's our survivor pick? I actually
2: had a tough time like thinking about this one. You're you're basically at the point now where you don't have, like, that many options, obviously, left. It's tough for me to tell you to take the Jags, but that's one of the teams you're going to have left. It's tough for me to tell you to take Miami against the Jets, but that's one of the teams you're going to have left. Miami, the Jags, they really stand out as these two teams that people most likely have left. Or the Eagles. If you haven't somehow haven't used the Eagles, you didn't use them against the Jets, it's another good spot to use these teams. So when I'm trying to look at it. Obviously, there's other matchups, like the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's a layup. No one's going to have that left. Um, no one's going to have the Bills left. I'm trying to think of obscure teams that people might have left. Again, it's scary. I get it. You're taking the Jags, but they're at home. Big spot against a rookie quarterback. Playing hard because they hated their past coach. I just love it. And the fact that this number is going to keep growing, that that has to make you feel better about taking this Jags on the money line. So to me, that's a sneaky play for Survivor Pool. All
0: right. We've done the money line parlay. We've done the Survivor Pool. We've done the sharp calls. We've narrowed it down. Um, Just to recap. Uh, as we head into, as we head into the weekend, the games that we are thinking about for our final five, we're definitely doing the chargers plus three and a half. We love the Colts minus two and a half. And then we're going to be choosing from Eagles minus six and a half Steelers plus two, maybe the Jags minus four, maybe the Broncos minus two and a half. Maybe the bears probably plus four. That's
2: what we're looking at. I know a couple of professionals. They like the Ravens. My love for Green Bay is just the fact that I think Lamar is going to be out. And that's just a huge advantage to that Green Bay team. So it's rare I'm on the chalk side, especially road chalk, but it's just a good position to be in.
0: And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are almost here. And to help you stay on top of the action, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving you a $10 bonus when you place $20 in same game parlay bets. Bet on a single game or spread. Your bet's out across multiple matchups. It's up to you. As long as you bet 20 bucks in same-game parlays during the same week of NFL action, you're getting a $10 bonus. For example, this Sunday, I'm taking the Colts, minus 2.5, Jonathan Taylor over his rushing yards, and the under in the Patriots-Colts game. I love betting with FanDuel because it's America's number one rated sportsbook app, It's safe and secure, and when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And the same game parlay bonus is live during weeks 13, 14, and 15. So lock in some winners today and enjoy your $10 bonus. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up using promo code FAVORITES to get 30 to one odds on either team to win the Browns versus Ravens rematch. You can win $150 on a $5 bet. That's promo code FAVORITES exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game, probably available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. All right, it's time for the hypercritical five-star reviews. We asked for it. It's the end of the year. We're doing our own public facing end of the year reviews. And let me just say one thing. I want to remind everybody cuz some of the a lot of the feedback was consistent about wanting more player props or, you know, it gets a little too talky at times. All good. We get it. I'm trying to pull that back sometimes. If you are looking for just hardcore NFL data analysis, picks, very little chit-chat. Check out the Action Network podcast. They whip through it, especially on um, their Thursday show. They do their Sunday six-pack. It's an amazing show. I listen to it every week before I get ready for this one. Also, the award-winning Fantasy Flex podcast, um, separate channel, goes through player props as well as everything DFS related. So here's a summary of some of the meanest five-star reviews we got. And then Matt Mitchell, you're going to announce the winner at the end?
1: That's right. We'll select a, a, a few winners. Again, we really appreciate everyone who, most importantly, followed the directions. It's very manual. You got to follow a bunch of steps. I really, really, really appreciate that. Helps the show a lot. The content of those reviews, I read every single review, one-star reviews that are mean-spirited, just very kindly in the spirit of the holiday season, go fuck yourselves I'm sure that'll fuel a million one-star reviews. But again, if you want to attack us personally or get into really uh, sharp criticism that you know will be read individually by me and probably Chad Simon, you can email me anytime at podcasts at actionnetwork.com. You will also be emailing podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim any prizes. That is the mechanism through which you receive your prizes. So again, thank you for everyone who followed instructions. We are nothing without our listeners. As a reminder, I have been listening to this show for a really, 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 really long time, all the way back to its ESPN days. I love the show so much. I quit my good job, went back to school, learned audio production, got a job at action when it was barely a company so that I could eventually produce this show. So I appreciate everyone's investment in the show and desire to improve it i take all of your
0: feedback very 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 seriously feedback is a gift here are some of the gifts our fans gave us this holiday season academic nfl fan who appreciated that we stayed on topic which is uh unlike the views of many of our critics a.m. lopez quote come for the bets stay for the colt mccoy story taser 24363 Subject line, uh, which nipple quarterback? Thanks to Jay Swag 21, who left us a nice review. We're saying hello to D L E W S R E K O J, who complained that he now hears Chad saying Minnesota Vikings when he sees them. Cheeky Finger, who has been listening since Matthew Berry used to join on Scooch's show. Matthew Barry's never been on the podcast. In fact, Matthew Barry was vociferously against the idea that fantasy was gambling and gambling overall right up until it became clear. Gambling is going to outpace fantasy at some point.
2: Yeah, this is a Nate um, rabbits podcast. Only a yeah. few people will get that.
0: Uh, Red devil 10 who called Matt Mitchell, a dead inside bills fan Scott <laughs> feeble who asked for more player props and called Simon, a miserable Scrooge and uh, Mohan <laughs> SR who has Chad who asked Chad to stop bragging about his own professionalism. Can I tell you I'm a professional? There were some meaner ones in there, Matt Mitchell. I
2: mean, that I've never been called a scrooge, so I'm actually feeling pretty good right now.
1: Well, Chad, you, you are right about that. There were certainly some meaner ones in here. Again, Tina's voice was essentially not heard last episode. We did get some reviews begging for her return. Uh, that is very nice. Uh, I will mostly leave Tina out of this uh, through the end of the season. I think that's totally fine. Thank you, everyone, for your concern. She's fine. She's a will, professional. Yeah, she's a pro. I do want to give... A little bit of shine to Wabossum, who left by far our longest and probably our most mean review. But again, it was five stars. So I want to thank him or her personally for following instructions and basically giving us exactly what we asked for. It is very long, but to summarize, he or she let us know that uh, the show is one of the best in the business when it stays on topic, which it doesn't always do. It would be nice if. Chad could rein himself in a little bit because in years past, Scooch was able to to kind of keep him on track. But now that he is, quote, a big, wicked action network, it feels as though he has a blank check to do whatever he pleases on this show. Weekly, I get regaled with not so subtle brags about his weekly happenings. We get it. You went to MSG and didn't sit in the rafters. But frankly, I'd rather hear about Simon's 3 a.m. trip to the bathroom. End quote. He wanted to let us know that he appreciates Simon's in-depth analysis and viewpoints. Simon ends up getting off pretty easy here, but that the rest of the episode is like Nickelodeon's slime time. Chad reminds me of Timmy Timmons, the younger brother in the Sandlot. He went in to explain that at great depth and then let me know that the hokey little drops drive me crazy. I've been conditioned to reach my phone and find the skip ahead button. When anyone mentions Daniel Jones, or as soon as I hear the Buffalo Bills mentioned for a show that delivers such professional content, the hokey drops feel incredibly amateurish. Thank you. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I would just love for you guys to stay on track. I need your pecs to remain consistently good at pecking winners, and I'd rather pay you money than my time to listen to the extra circus peanuts that somehow somebody thought was a good idea to include in this show. It goes on from there, including saying he very explicitly did not want to receive any Action Network swag and that he would be embarrassed to wear it, and said it'd be nice if there were some occasional guest hosts, but please not Darren Revel. It was a real tour de force. Again, I thank you. Well, awesome. And now to select a winner very quickly, and I would let everybody who reviewed know they're still in the running for future polls. Uh, I'll keep all you guys in a file. I am um, going to give prizes to... Uh, Scott Thebolt, the one who called Simon a Miserable Scrooge. Tazar, 24363, three, the one who let us know about which Nipple quarterback. And of course, A.M. Lopez, come for the bets. Stay for the, the Colt McCoy story. Uh, the Colt McCoy story is terrible and has been heard on this show countless times. Thank you for pointing it out. Again, email podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. Thanks for leaving your reviews. Happy holidays.
0: We love all of our listeners equally even the ones who said really mean things about me. This has been the Favorites podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. And keep a lookout for a special bonus episode on early bull betting featuring our very own Colin Wilson. You can download us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, we take the reviews seriously. So please leave uh, your five-star reviews and say as much mean stuff as you would like. Until Tuesday, love you. No charges.